Welcome back to Poison for Profit. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. And tonight we're going to be coming back at you guys with a couple microsodes. Going to be starting it off with another PFAS contamination in Wisconsin. Yeah, so we are in Wausau, Wisconsin tonight. City of 40,000 people. I guess you could call it almost northern Wisconsin. I consider it like right on the edge. If you go north of it, you're in northern Wisconsin. You're in the north woods there. And they are filing a lawsuit against PFAS manufacturers and uh, insurance companies for the contamination of groundwater in the city's water system. They have six wells that have detected PFAS, and they have been identified as pretty much the most extensive contamination in the state of Wisconsin that's been found to this point. The city so far has spent or has approved $17.5 million for a water treatment system that would address the problem. Uh, and they join the towns of Campbell and Stella as municipalities that are filing lawsuits against PFAS manufacturers. Dane County, I, I should mention, has also been involved in a lawsuit. They were consolidated into the South Carolina federal court case that we talked about, however long ago that was, the one that is that was settled for $10.3 billion to be paid out over 13 years. But I think it's just it's telling about how uh, these lawsuits are just kind of moving through the country. And it's it's right. It's in the heart of the Midwest now. Uh, and it's really like when I think of Wausau, I think it, it's like nature, right? It's yeah. very. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, right it's on, fishing. It's <laughs> you're out in the woods hanging out. That's definitely. Yeah. Is. Like an outdoorsy region Mm -hmm. um right on the wisconsin river it is kind of like the the economic center of you know the area so they do have some industry but all in all it's it's very it's a very natural area so the fact that we're getting pfos not just detectable but a level where there's lawsuits being filed and clearly people are being affected by it it's just it tells you how penetrating this issue really is throughout the entire country yeah i think wausau probably to most people is not a town they've ever heard of we are definitely more familiar because of where we grew up um but to me that like you were saying that's like these rolling lawsuits throughout the country like wausau is a bigger city yes but most people have never even heard of it and this is a pretty serious lawsuit that they're going through so i guess i will just say this is another lawsuit to keep an eye on along with the rest across the country following the south carolina settlement yeah pfas they're a problem they're gonna have to be dealt with some way we're just trying to find out i guess who's paying for it yep definitely someone's gonna gonna gotta pay (laughs) uh but Moving on to the next article for tonight, Zach's going to also be kind of giving us an update on his favorite yearly event, uh, more of a already backlash, but I'll let him get into that. Yeah, one of my favorites, yep. <laughs> Top 28, Conference of Parties, the 28th installment, 
in naturally, considering, you know, that's the climate change conference, we're having it in the United Arab Emirates. One, I think that's an OPEC country, but <laughs> the, uh, the remarks of the president of the conference should tell you pretty much all you need to know about how it's going, the issues that are... <laughs> that are or aren't being addressed by the conference. The UAE Sultan Ahmed Al-Jaber had remarks saying that there is no science behind demands for a phase-out of fossil fuels. And he also said that a a phase-out of fossil fuels would take the world back into caves. And I think it's worth noting that Al-Jaber is also the chief executive of the UAE's state-owned oil company, Adnoc, as well as the head of Mazdar, which is UAE's renewable energy company. I mean, it's just... No conflicts of interest. <laughs> yeah, it's like an Onion article, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, they've got a lot of oil to sell around the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they would be very successful generating solar power, but you don't really export solar power around the world, right? right? So there's certain interests that I'm sure he's looking out for more than others when it comes to his country's role in uh, not just solving the climate crisis, but contributing to it. Um, to say that there's no science behind you know, the need to phase out fossil fuels is ridiculous. Everybody knows it's ridiculous. Uh, it's well documented. It that- just sounds like the cigarette companies telling you that the cigarettes cure the cancer or, you know, or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> help you through whatever health issue you're having. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's so I, I will say like, there's definitely r- room. Like I don't even need to be generous at this point, but there's like things that you can do with fossil fuels that you will probably need to do for any country to develop. But to make it like this focal point of this is where our industry and our energy needs to come from. Otherwise, nobody's ever going to develop. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. As technology develops and, and renewable energy technology in particular, it's going to be more efficient. It's going to be better than fossil fuel is now. Fossil fuel emits so much more than any other uh, fossil fuel energy, I should say, it emits so much more than pretty much any other sector mm-hmm. that like, in my mind, that's the focus, right? Is energy not coming from oil and gas. Right. And it's just like, of course it's going to get phased out. I mean, it's just like coal. Coal was phased out, phased out because of the terrible smog that was polluting the city streets. You couldn't even walk at night. It was so dark. Uh, and so disgusting. Um, so just to think that it's going to put us back to the basically stone age is just ridiculous. Yeah. And there's, I've seen opinions about we can keep using fossil fuels at the rate that we do. We just have to take enough carbon out of the atmosphere to be able to do that. And to be clear, there is no technology that allows us to do that, to take it out at the rate that would allow us to put it back in as fast as we are, we would have to take out more because we're already in 
uh, pretty bad spot. But um, yeah, I mean, sequestration is not a solution at this point, at least not by itself, not even close to by itself. It seems to me uh, with last year's being basically sponsored by Coca-Cola, if I remember correctly. That's correct. This year is now just being led into the ground by the oil and gas industry. Yeah, it might as well be sponsored by uh, Adnoc. Yeah, Yeah, if the president of COP28 is just oil and gas through and through. Yeah, I mean, it was already kind of people were not taking it seriously, just default of UAE being the host country. Right. Um, And it's kind of just lived up to to everything people feared it would be and said it would be. But this is like, so yeah, COP28, I think our first episode was on COP27. Right. So this is pretty much our anniversary episode, our one-year anniversary episode. <laughs> Woohoo! That has been our episode for tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening for the last year. If you've <laughs> listened uh consistently please uh continue to do that we will post the articles in the show notes along with our social medias anything else nick thank you all for listening talk to you next time